0: hello and welcome to another episode of now that we're men the show all about first times for everything we're your hosts liam rodriguez cameron you know over here and today's topic is about the first times of acting and today we're joined by
1: kevin OYang. yang
0: how's it going kevin it's been a long time uh well not too long it's been since what like may of last year
1: yeah, I want to say that. Yeah, we were out like in the desert shooting a little short, uh, not a little short film, but a short film. Then, yeah, I had a great time with you guys. So I'm glad, happy to be here again. Yeah, dude. I mean, I mean, yeah, the
2: short film was little. Like there was no budget. <laughs> that's, that's it's safe to say that it was little. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's uh, oh, it. Was pretty funny. I was. Uh, uh, we just saw a thing that uh, the short film was on uh, IMDb, and me and Cameron were laughing because. They they somebody put in there that it was like the budget was like thirty thousand dollars or something, and we were just laughing because we were like, we wish we had thirty thousand (laughs) dollars.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. I thought you just added up your pro bonos and said that's what the number is. So oh yeah, Yeah. I wish no heck (laughs) no yeah the the budget was like two dollars and my left arm. (laughs) Yeah yeah, and that was just alone the left arm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The long, yeah, that was my, <laughs>
0: pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's so, um, funny. so Kevin, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about like how you got started in acting and stuff?
1: Yeah. I mostly came through it through um, the directing route really. So I had done some commercial work for Amazon as a director and, and yeah, then I moved, you know, I, I was living in Seattle at the time and uh, moved to LA to kind of expand on my directing career and in the process of, you know, just kind of building, trying to build up a network and getting to know people, I thought, well, I'll, you know, I'll get in front of the camera because that's always a, a good thing to do. And, um, that's where the acting started. And, you know, I started to book roles and, uh, you know, to just find I had, you know, a, a talent for being in front of camera and I was able to make more connections that way faster. So that's kind of where it's taking me right now.
2: That's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like, you know most
1: directors they take acting classes did you, did you did you take acting classes yes and no i mean i am now i'm finding that uh-huh. more just you know i had been in business before so there's cert- there's a certain amount of being who you need to be for a certain situ- situation as opposed to being who you feel like being and i think all that i was able to leverage into acting so you know the the, the training that might have come from someone who say you know started off in school and was in drama club and loved it and needed to start from there it, it was it was a different path for me
0: cool
2: yeah that's like a super different path
0: <laughs> did you always know you wanted to either be a, like a director or an actor or did you just kind of like come into that one day and be like hey this this would be cool
1: um it kind of you know came from uh it kind of came at it from from the side you know I'd always watched a lot of TV growing up, um, never really thought of myself as, you know, pursuing a career in, in movies or film. And it really came out of, you know, I was more on, on the business and I was doing video for marketing and uh, just started to get into video more for storytelling. You know, I had always been a good storyteller, story even in business. Um, and so I just kind of naturally found a niche and, you know, decided to grow there. It was just, you know, a passion that I had that I, I guess I never realized was my passion until I started to do it. And I love it.
0: Were you ever uh, nervous, like on your first day of set?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think definitely, I mean, I I think everybody's nervous on their first day of set. Um, I think fortunately for me, I had had a lot of experiences outside in in business where, where that fear was even more intense. Yeah. Um, So I was able, you know, so, so being in a situation where, Gee, there's people here who know better about what they're doing than I do, and mm-hmm. how do I run the set, and how do I maintain respect, and what's my job here? Some of that I had already had in place, so that wasn't so much of a learning experience as much as uh, the actual, you know, the actual technique. So I, you know, I had some things that gave me advantages, some things where, yeah, it was more fearful than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good point because, like, I feel
2: like you, you kind of stated that like really well about like you know, everybody on set kind of knows how to make a better movie than you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's th- that was kind of hard, you know, actually, like, you know, because me and Liam actually got into the industry by doing G&E work. And that was super intimidating, because mm-hmm. these guys, these guys are like, <laughs> like pirates, you know what I mean? Like, these guys are just, they just know what they're doing. Like, these guys are just skillful. And like, I, it's pretty intimidating but like you know like trying to know your role trying to know what you're there for yeah is, is that, that that like works out a lot and yeah that's that's a good that's a good point
0: i think yeah and i, I think to go with what cameron was saying is that like yeah it definitely you have your your uh anxiety filled days where you'll get on set and you'll be like okay i know what my role is but like there's so many people that you're just like they'll send you from one person to another and you're just like okay i I gotta find mark out of a crew of like 200 people (laughs) and you know it can get pretty crazy sometimes
2: yeah man and you know showing and you know throwing it back to like our what we worked on on our short film like man i was super nervous (laughs) you know as like a as a first-time director oh not a first-time director but like you know directing at that scale yeah even though there was no budget, but like we, it felt big, you know. Well, like we, we. I mean, there was um, some
0: budget. It just wasn't like it wasn't thirty thousand dollars. But
2: our budget was like two hundred dollars. No, dude. our budget—that's <laughs> nothing. Our
0: budget was like realistically, it was probably around mm, like thirteen hundred bucks or so after everything. That's was like and done. nothing
2: compared to like you know, no, know. An actual but, set. You know what I mean?
0: But I mean, yeah, it, it, I think that definitely, you know, with Cameron and me, our biggest problem with that was like trying to cast and so when we when we were able to actually get you to work on our our short you know we were like damn this dude's the real deal you know mm. and so we were like we were excited when we got to like do all that and see everything come together and stuff especially on set was really cool
1: yeah I great I appreciate that yeah it was fun working with you guys too i mean you guys you know pu- you guys pulled it together so that's you know that's kind of all that matters in the end and I mean, everybody seems to like working with you. And that's what matters, too, is that people have fun and they want to do the next project with you. I and mean, that's how you build it,
2: man. Me and Liam were so nervous because like, you know, not to name any names and, <clears throat> you know, I hate doing this, but like, you know, there were some actors that we were trying to get for the, uh, you know, the short, but it was just super hard. They were just super hard to work with. And then, you know, me and Liam, like we we only had like a short amount of time to do all this. And it was a it was a great grand idea, you know, like it was a timepiece, you know, set in feudal <laughs> Japan, you know, and like that's super hard. Like, what student, what students would think of that? You know what I mean?
0: You get some that would attempt it, but you know, one of the things going into it, we had everybody pretty much, yeah. you know, with the exception of like maybe a handful of people in our uh, our class, were pretty much against us for the most part. Like, they just kept telling us, like, oh, you won't be able to do this, you know, like this, this is too grand of a scale. And we're just like, you know, I was like, all it comes down to yeah. is if you're going to try yeah. and you're going to be determined enough to try and do it. And I think that sort of separated us from like certain people in that group, because a lot of people I feel wouldn't even have tried. Most of their stories were pretty like smaller or scale kind of things. And I think you have to kind of push your comfort zone. And in order to grow as a filmmaker, you have to do that.
2: Yeah. But uh, what what I was what I was trying to say before was that, like, you know, getting the actors and, you know, we, we were nervous because, you know, all the actors before they were hard to get. And, you know, when you came on board, we were ner- we were nervous because like, oh, is is Kevin going to be, you know, <laughs> is going to be like judgmental? Like, you know, about like the, stu- the student <laughs> film. But you weren't, dude, like you were just you were just so cool to work with. And like everybody that I talked to on set that day, they were like, dude, Kevin was amazing. Yeah. Like he killed it. He was like the best dude and like my cinematographer abraham he was he just keeps talking about you kevin he's like dude that guy was the best like he was like so amazing to work with and like so like yeah dude thank you so much for that by the way
1: <laughs> yeah cool i appreciate it yeah you're gonna make me cry here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: since you know uh the short film i mean what what have you been like working on
1: yeah so i was uh in a feature which, that we shot in near vegas um so that yeah, shot last summer, and that one's actually still in post. It's a, it's a horror. It's called Kindred.
0: I think I saw you post something about that. Was your like throat slit or whatever?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was fun. So there's like some special effects stuff and cool. Yeah, basically, I play this guy who's uh, uh who's who's mentally challenged, and it's kind of he's the hero's best friend, and you know, it's a it's a it's a horror film. So the hero is very dark and kind of a uh, not. Un, not a very likable person and, yeah. you know at least until you get to know him so my character's job is to kind of show that he's got a friend and to show that hey and even though he is the way he is this guy likes him so you know it was kind of it was really fun to to play that role and then i was talking to uh, cam and I, you know i was telling him that i was in a pl- i am in a play that was supposed to have opened in march and have you know a run and uh but we just kind of got caught in the middle of this whole coronavirus thing oh yeah, so, yeah we're just on hold
0: that's yeah, that's really unfortunate um where where was this uh play that you were going to be at
1: yeah so this was at the pico playhouse um yeah pico
0: playhouse cool where's it's, that
1: at uh yeah i I'm not good with neighborhoods. So I I I want to say it's Beverly Wood. I, I want to say it's on Pico, although I don't think it is. But... <laughs> That's okay.
0: Yeah. Did you get like uh uh information on what your role and stuff was by then or
1: Yeah, yeah, we were actually pretty deep into rehearsals. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so yeah, so I, it's uh, it's a play called Opus by Mo- Michael Hollinger and it 's an ensemble cast, so basically five leads, and it 's about a, a string quartet, and what happens when one of the members, which is the character I played uh, uh, is kicked out because uh, he's uh bipolar um, and then later on he comes back, so it kind of follows the it kind of flashes back to how the quartet got going and what the relationships were and how that formed, and then how my character uh changed and the dynamic of the whole quartet changed what forced them to have to get rid of me what happens when they bring in this new person and try to introduce this new woman into the dynamic that was there and then they resolve it at the end with this surprise ending
0: obviously nobody knows when this is going to get like resolved or anything but did they let you know if they're still going to do it once this is over
1: yeah, the plan is definitely to still do it. Um, everybody wants to do it. It's just a matter of figuring out a time. You know, the theater was very helpful with us. I think, you know, they they were understanding that they had to close down. So yeah. I think financially, you know, the production is, you know, still uh, where it was. And so it can, it's ready to go on once, once the world is ready to to have plays.
0: When all this gets settled and, and you're able to, you know, finally um, get to go on stage and stuff and perform, that'll be really cool and um have you uh you were talking about uh the last project you did the horror one was in post uh do you think they'll release that during like the pandemic or anything
1: i'm not really sure uh what their what what their plan is for that and how the pandemic plays into it um it was kind of a you know a lower budget feature um so uh with independent funding so we'll just have to see how that how that unfolds oh yeah, okay cool yeah, yeah so it wasn't a big huge theatrical release but i think they might try to get it into some you know might try to get into some theaters in order to help distribution
0: yeah maybe on itunes or something
1: yeah uh, yeah i don't I'm, I'm not really sure where where they were thinking of taking it. i've seen uh the the trailer for that and i've seen some uh uh cover art is that the right word movie post yeah oh, okay, cool. yeah yeah so it's you know definitely moving forward and uh i was I've been in touch with the director but you know, they're just trying to make everything trying together. to figure but, everything yeah, out yeah yeah exactly yeah and then what else oh i had an appearance on the good place which was kind of cool
0: oh no yeah. way i love that show yeah
1: it was cool because people on facebook who I haven't seen in years would reach out and say hey did i see you on the good P-? in fact somebody who like i met only once at a party like last summer and we connected on Facebook. <laughs> they reached out and was like, "Do you remember me? We met at this party." But were you on the Good Place? And I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's
0: crazy!" Yeah. How did you get
1: on the? I mean, was it just like an audition thing that you did, or what? Yeah, honestly, it was a a, a background role. Uh, but it got featured. It got featured enough that people recognized me and heck, it, it was featured enough that I was probably had more more time than people who had a co-star role but that role got cut so yeah i'm happy for (laughs) what it is that's insane
0: now that you say that i can honestly see you in the good place like just the way your your personality is and the way that show is run and everything it's it's so good like i i i haven't been able to watch the the latest season or anything but um i got stuck on i think season two or three no it's three because uh the last season is coming up uh And I haven't been able to see that yet, but that's so cool to be able to, like, be on that show, you know, especially for, like,
1: the last season. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely definitely awesome to do that. And, yeah, I was totally psyched. I was actually, you know, I worked for them, a few, you know, many days, so it, it was good to finally get that exposure. And, yeah, it was a great run show, and I really enjoyed watching it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, is your
2: direct to acting the same way in the way you first started? Does that make sense? Like, is it like, do you have the same methods and the same techniques from like when you first started or did you change up? Like, did you figure out what not to do or what to do when you approach acting?
1: Um, I think as I continue down the journey, I'm better understanding what's the role of the writer and what's the role of the actor. And that may say that may sound simple, but um, I think there's a certain amount of, you know, when you read a mm. a play or a script um, you know, as filmmakers and storytellers, we like to fall in love with, oh, I understand what this character's about and I'm going to do this and that to help bring it out. But in fact, there's an un- you have to really understand as an actor what it is that the actor has to do in order to tell the story and what is it that's already in the line so you really don't have to do much with it. And I think there's a certain balance there which ends up translating into this naturalism uh, and a character with a strong point of view that isn't singular in dimension. Um, yet if you get the balance wrong, then you do end up with something that's singular in dimension, or confusing, yeah. or forced, or bland.
2: Yeah, I I I totally get that from you too. Is that like you like from from what you showed me on set was that you can bring more to the character than I already imagined. Like it's crazy because like we keep talking about the short film, but like um the okay. the character the dad the father is like everybody's favorite character <laughs> in, in that you know and he and you're only in it for like you know a couple scenes but like you carry this emotional weight that like you know that's just it, it's just amazing <laughs> i was like dude like what <laughs> this guy is just is he just a natural actor what is this who is this guy
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right He's exactly bo- no i think we're all we're all good at it i mean we all bring a certain energy and who we are as people and it's, you know it's a matter of uh well you know, does that line up with the role? And then does the actor understand what has to, what specifically has to be shown in order to make that role work? Yeah. And, you know, and what doesn't because the role is going to be the role and it's going to carry its own, its own Mm -hmm. momentum in the story.
2: Do you think that people need acting classes to be like a good actor? Or do you think that just anybody can just like hop into it with like, at least what some sort of understanding is of like what film is, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely, train a lot so you know i also i train at beverly hills playhouse as well as second city um and then you know i'm making stuff on the side too just to put on youtube just to you know just to get experience with the different elements of writing and storytelling um but i would say pretty much i'm right now i'm on a a a routine where every day i'm either learning lines for something or i'm working Mm -hmm. with a scene partner to help them do a self-tape or i'm making a self-tape or I'm getting a scene ready to go in front of people in some way, shape or form. So, you know, just constantly, you know, finding, you know, constantly working in that process, you know, it's a muscle. So you have to constantly be working with it in some way, shape or form in order to develop it.
0: Oh yeah. Most definitely. That's a good point.
2: Yeah. Cause like right now, like (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to throw myself out there. I've been a little lazy during this quarantine, (laughs) you know, taking a little break from film (laughs) But uh, man, I'm inspired now. I, <laughs> I gotta, I definitely gotta write something or something like that. You know what I mean? But uh, that's that's cool. That that's like that's kind of inspirational. You know, they just you just gotta uh, you just gotta keep working at it, even when we're under these circumstances. That's that's good. That's really good. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Do you think about going back to directing? Do you ever think about it?
1: Um, I do. Yeah, I I think the the one thing that's different about acting and directing is that. There are auditions for actors. You know, so people people are looking for actors. Mm-hmm. As yeah. a director, you really have to at least I felt you and I still do feel you you have to promote yourself more so. Um and you have to build that team and get the projects done and I mean and, and both I think in creative in general, it's always a matter of you always have to be putting stuff in your portfolio that shows what you want to what you wanna do. You know, people won't hire you. you to, to give you a chance necessarily it's like you have to show them i can do this and you know for, for directing mm-hmm. for, you know for me at least it was just it's just harder to get it's harder to get those opportunities where there's budget attached to it and if you don't do that then you're you're barger, and stealing to to put on a production
0: yeah I, I would agree with that i think that is probably yeah it's probably a lot harder to uh definitely get like a big budget for a production. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's no easy thing to do. And so it's crazy to me when I always see, like, I'll see a director, for instance, um, like the guy who directed Shazam, how he only did like one short film. And then all of a sudden, the next thing, you know, he has this giant budget for a horror movie. And then after that he got to direct Shazam. So it's crazy to me how you see somebody for going from like a small little short film to like a big giant Hollywood blockbuster like that in no time.
1: Yeah, I guess. Do you ever listen to the podcast, Just Shoot It?
0: Just Shoot It. It sounds familiar. I, I don't think I've, I, I might have listened to it or come across it at one point.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, those guys are, um, I forget their names. One of them is the director for Chernobyl on HBO. Chernobyl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're cool. both commercial directors, oh, but okay. they, they really spell out you know the, the struggle that directors go through in a way that's helpful to other directors who are all going through the same struggle yeah. um but just you know yeah there are those stories where somebody did this film and it got into Sundance and that opened this door and that door and that's that's great but they you know they interview a lot of directors and producers to say you know so there is this route where you just go out there and you get your film into Sundance i can't tell you how to do that nor do i know how you do that but if you do that that opens doors <laughs> And then there's the rest of us, yeah. you know, which is most of us, and and right. the path is always different. Um, and they kind of talk through different ways that you know how how you get there, and it's not a straight line, but um, just kind of sharing their experiences. They're ex- successful, and yet they're also always trying to build their careers and you know what that looks like. You know, it's helpful to hear.
2: Yeah, it's like one of the super scary things about getting started in this type of industry. I mean, it's anything that involves art, right? Like, there's no easy way in. It's not like you go to school for like, you know, and it's this straight path, you know, something like becoming a doctor. I mean, you know, becoming a doctor is super hard as well, but like, you know, something that's like you, you go down, you take these courses and stuff, and then eventually you'll get there. Whereas being in art, you know, you just, it's just this <laughs> roller coaster ride <laughs> where like, you just don't know. And you just keep taking these leaps of faith. And like, you just, it's, it's pretty terrifying, especially someone like me, who's like always worried about like, oh man, I don't know about this (laughs) you know I always have that I always second guess myself and you know it's good to have somebody like Liam where just like you know just do it and you know just you know that's the reason why the whole film got done the short little short film
0: yeah I mean Cameron that was part of the thing was that like I I don't know what it was because like for me I have a hard time personally with myself getting my own projects lifted off but I feel more confident with helping other people get their projects lifted off I think it's, it's something to do with Uh, maybe like doubting myself a little bit, but then like when I help other people, I'm like, Oh no, I know I can do that. I can like, it's, I think it's a proving thing. Like you can prove to somebody else that you can do something. Whereas like to yourself, you're like, I don't know. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think that was probably um, one of the, the uh, easiest things for me was just like pushing that production along, getting the budget, getting the costumes And, you know, that that was kind of crazy, too, was, you know, trying to get the costumes together for that because you're shooting something that's very old. And normally in like Hollywood, they have budgets to make these like, you know, crazy out there costumes that fit the time period. And here you just have a thirteen or hundred dollar budget. And you're like, Okay, how, how do we realistically get costumes from feudal Japan or something that they would wear in that time? And, you know, you have to do all the research to try and figure out what if this is accurate or not, because you don't want to, like, put something yeah. out there. And then somebody's like, hey, that yeah. would never be worn in that time. And, you know, you just try and do your best. That's that's all <laughs> it comes down to is just trying to do your best with what you got.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. How does, how does that work for you, Kevin? How how does that, like, you know, do you like taking those leaps of faiths? Or do you just, like, do what your gut's telling you to do? Or, like, how does that, how does that process of finding a role that, like, um that you that you're interested in um i'm finding it, it it's, it's more out,
1: right? uh if you're always pushing it, i mean if you're working at the edge of your capabilities that's always a good thing um you know so i wouldn't imagine i would be able to carry a lead role in a play you know a year year and a half ago that just wouldn't have crossed my mind but then you'd go there and, and you do it and <laughs> yeah um, you know it's fine i mean i remember maybe maybe two years ago when i first moved to la i I I was talking to my roommate at the time and he's like, so do you, do you want to act? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, you know, I could probably do some commercial where I have one line, but I can't memorize lines. Um, Yeah. That's kind of, that was my mindset at the time. Then I was like forced myself to do it and found ways which I could do it. And, you know, now I learn lines all the time, you know, and the amount and quantity that I I didn't think was possible. I mean, to the extent that people will say, well, how did you learn that overnight? That's impressive. And so I think if you are, if you push yourself to the limits of what you can do, you'll find that uh, your body will find ways to cope and help get you there. So
2: yeah just uh this uh path is a little intense especially you know when we yeah. get hit with something like this <laughs> with like the coronavirus where you're just like what <laughs> now there's no work at all like what do we do but like i i see a lot of people are like are making up for that time you know it's pretty crazy and
1: yeah know, yeah and i think there's a lot of stories from this you know if, if you if you you know if you look for stuff to do um yeah.
0: I mean that's one of the things why why we started this podcast was like I was like you yeah. know no when you comes down to it you have people that are either working right now but I was like but mostly people like in the industry you know like us we're we're not getting any work right now you know because everything shut down so it's just I was like you know I bet everybody right now would be willing <laughs> to like tell their stories tell what's happening you know how this is affecting them and I was like and it's cool to to see everybody's um, unique stories and and you know hear about how this is like what what they're doing in order to kind of get through this at this point, you know.
1: Yeah, I started I started this like one man skit thing, <laughs> kind of called Virus Man, and it really came out of the fact that like a few weeks ago, um, uh, you know, a lot a lot of people were talking about how the, uh, Trump was using this name, the Chinese virus, for the coronavirus and. Uh, uh, you know, acts of uh, bullying were, were increasing mm-hmm. in the Asian American community. So, you know, I was like, well, how do you how do you take that and, and add, you know, tell that story in a way that's uh, comedic? So I started this <laughs> thing, Virus Man, and, you know, it started to open up doors in terms of, you know, how I think about story. And I mean, the fact of the matter is you could not have had this idea about a virus man. And, uh, you know, a, half a year ago, no no one would understand it. You know, is that like walking dead but different or you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah right 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 right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they're gonna contact you once this is over they're like so while the pandemic was happening we came across this really great concept guys it's called virus man and i don't know if you know it but i I talked to the director and uh, I think uh, we're going to make a giant blockbuster feature out of it.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at that. That's your, that's your uh, step into directing right there. Virus man. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. We're writing it right now. Boom.
0: Virus man versus the doctor. <laughs> that's the first movie.
1: And there's going to be five movies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag virus man. If you want to see a sample. Yeah. <laughs> want something that inspires you to like, you know, be creative. Um, I think, you know, if you look at the stuff, uh, I, I think the stuff Trevor Noah is doing with his show, taking that online. Um, I mean, that, that's inspiring. It's inspiring to see shows like uh, Trevor Noah on The Daily yeah. Show, as well as like SNL uh, try to play with, you know, the, the online format in Zoom. Like right now, we're seeing a lot of, oh, gee, we're going to just make fun of life in Zoom. But I think, you know, it's got to it's got potential to go a lot of other different places too. So I think that's inspiring to, to try to f- look at, well, here's where we are. These are the tools we have and how can we um, still make entertainment and tell stories in a way that's going to work in this new format. Um, Cause I, you know, I think that's yeah. ultimately what we all do. Yeah. Yeah. And I am finding on the zooms that I do participate in that oftentimes the camera angles and the places people sit and make it, Everything seemed like a t- Tarantino movie.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> See, and that's crazy because sometimes it will. What is the word I'm looking for? Where you're uh, subcon? You're not uh, subconsciously aware that you're doing it, but you're you're taking stuff that you've seen. And you're applying that to your life without even realizing it. You know, that's, that's really cool to see like stuff like that, especially on something like zoom, you know?
1: Yeah. I was like on some family zoom conference call and just where, my brother's little kid was sitting and the rest of the film was sitting i was like what is this like the hateful eight can somebody just yell you know, shut the door just for fun
2: <laughs> so, yeah we're gonna start seeing a lot of those movies uh like uh what's it called <laughs> unfriended Confidence? no no the unfriended type where like they're on the skype oh, call and it's like a horror yeah, type movie yeah you know movie? what i'm talking about yeah we're gonna yeah. see a lot of those coming out and i wonder like i'm just thinking about it like how many writers are writing about stories about the coronavirus right now <laughs> you know How many future films are going to come out about that or something like that? Like, I'm just thinking. Yeah, we're going to have a huge
0: influx of that, I'm sure. Once this is over, you're going to see all kinds of movies coming out about that. And I was actually, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because the other day I was looking at this uh, article and it was talking about how every year Hollywood releases two movies that are exactly almost identical, the plot's identical the poster everything for it like um friends with benefits that year came out uh, also came out a movie called uh, no strings attached and one was with ashton kutcher and um i forget who the female was in that movie but the second one was um Mm. justin timberlake and mila kunis and basically it's the same exact plot (laughs) but like the posters look the same and it's just kind of funny i've noticed like other movies like do that too like armageddon there was another one that was similar to armageddon too so it's just—I'm sure you're going to see a lot of movies that are very much like unfriended and stuff once this is over.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> and I can't wait. <laughs> I'm super excited. Oh god! I want to see a uh, what, what? What? How long are we going to be locked down for? Like what? Till uh, the end of the year? Maybe? Nobody knows. Nobody knows?
0: <laughs> yeah, it could be. It. Well, they're saying so. They're saying we may not be locked down for like a year, but it'll probably be like social distancing uh, social distancing will still be in effect probably for at least another year until or until they get a vaccine but even then you still got people that are saying that if they come up with a vaccine they're still not going to take it because they're like oh i I have my freedom i don't, I don't trust the government this and that and <laughs> i mean honestly i can understand that I, I can understand you know people wanting to rush out and Cause you know, a vaccine is important. Like it's not like, you know, the new iPhone where you can just go out and, you know, it's like, it doesn't work. You get another one. This one, it's like, it's being injected into your body. So you have to be a little bit more, uh, you know, conscious of what's, what you're putting in. And so I can understand that. I don't know if I would necessarily say that I wouldn't get, uh, the vaccine, but, uh, just mainly cause I would love to be able to go back to the way things were too. But you know it's it's a crazy situation, yeah, man. and I don't think it's gonna be resolved anytime soon i I would think probably by August we'll have some results um to where we can actually go back out like normal, just be more cautious and uh I, like my job, you know obviously with um movie theaters, I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon because you know that auto on itself you know won't work with the social distancing uh as far as like the industry though like i wonder how that's going to work with a lot of like actors like like you kevin and uh and how roles and things are going to be treated on sets now because how's that going to work with like social distancing you know
1: yeah I don't, I don't i don't think anybody has any idea. so yeah we'll just kind of see what happens Yeah, somebody,
2: you know, I saw something the other day. It was last week or something like that. Like, somebody was on a a set. Like, he was actually working on a set. I was like, what is this? Like, none of them are wearing face masks. All of them are, like, really close. There's, like, a bunch of people in the house. You don't know where those people have been. I was like, what? Why are you working right now? What are you doing? (laughs) is one of our good friends too i'm not gonna name him <laughs> but like I think, he knows. I think i know which one you're he knows talking who about. i'm talking to. he knows if he watches this he knows he knows
0: <laughs> oh yeah i i think i know who you're talking yeah, about yeah but i saw that and i was like jeez
2: like dog like i know I, m- I miss work too but like you know you gotta stay home Stay home. <laughs> so wh- like no wait, we, what were you saying no what were we what were you gonna say sorry
0: no you, you're good go ahead go ahead no no i was
2: gonna <laughs> say like um you know besides like um memorizing lines and stuff um kevin like what 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 are
1: you doing during this quarantine (laughs) you watching any movies or anything like that um what did i see lately so uh what i've been starting to watch which is pretty good is uh man like mobin um it's a uk comedy uh about a a pakistani guy in um he's british uh, of pakistani descent and his mates living in uh birmingham um so that's, that's been pretty funny. Then uh, what else have I seen? Um, the new movie El Camino, which is the sequel. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I have...
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and Cameron went to the premiere of that. Oh, okay. Um, What'd you
1: think? What'd you think? I'm kind of halfway through it. Oh, okay. So oh, you didn't okay, finish okay. it yet? No, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Now did you watch, you watched all of Breaking Bad, right? Before you started El Camino, right?
1: I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. What
0: did you think of Breaking Bad? Was that something that you were like, oh, man, I wish they made more of this? Stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I love yeah. Breaking Bad. Um, I'm a big fan of Aaron Paul. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I started watching you... Jack Horseman.
2: Ooh. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Have you hey, seen like that? Kevin's on the binge. <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: on
2: the Kevin's binge. Kevin's like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm
0: using this time to, to, you know, watch what I want. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, dude, Jack Carson's yeah. amazing. That's like one of those shows that just like it just it, it like people only think like if you look at it, it's like oh, it's just a dumb cartoon. But like when you watch it, you're just like, what is this? This is like this is game changing. It's so good,
1: man. I love that show so much.
0: Have you um have you by chance started a uh, Better Call Saul? Yeah, I
1: just started that. That's good because I, I and, and I say that with um I, I say that because. I guess with all shows, it's sort of like if it if it doesn't if something doesn't happen or if it doesn't keep me in it, you know, it's hard for me to to stay with the whole show. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Better Call Saul is definitely one of those shows where it, it, whatever formula they're using or however they hook you into it, you know, you, you're hooked, and there's enough there to keep you going. There's not like a lot of exposition to help, you know, that you have to sit through. So yeah, hats off to that show
2: yeah see that, that was one of my problems with the show is that like i thought it was too slow <laughs> oh really yeah, okay. yeah yeah i i thought it was a little too slow i was just like hmm, i don't know so i stopped watching it but like now i'm hearing like it's like almost better than Breaking. if not if it's it's probably better than breaking bad what i'm hearing i'm like how is that possible so i'm like i want to go back and watch it
1: yeah yeah interesting. definitely interesting yeah interesting. I just finished yeah, ozark too oh
0: ozark
2: yeah yeah, yeah man, that was, was
1: definitely, crazy. in my opinion, was slow in the first season. Really? I okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: <sighs> just too many shows. Have you watched Tiger King?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I got a giant list of stuff I still haven't even watched. I've I've been just been buying a bunch of stuff on iTunes, and I'm just like, uh, I haven't even watched something that I bought like weeks ago. And I've just been like, I've been binging the whole um, series of Angel. I've been rewatching that, and I just like love like vampires and demons and all that stuff so i've just been i've already watched it all but i've just been re-watching it and uh every morning i'm like okay i'm gonna watch this episode now and so like i it keeps me from watching any of the other stuff i've gotten but like i've tried to go back and educate myself too more on like um other movies like i got uh, a couple box sets uh one was alfred hitchcock and the other one was uh classic universal monster films and so I'm trying to I'm trying to like keep going on my list and it's really hard that I'm finding to just you know as much as I have so much stuff and then Cameron will call me and he'll be like, Hey man, have you seen this? And I'm just like, No, what's that? And he's like, Oh dude, you gotta watch this. I'm like, I'll add it to the list.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: you got time, you're not doing anything. I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> have you that seen, is very true. Yeah. Have you seen October Faction? No, what is that?
0: October faction. No, what's that?
1: Yeah, that's on Netflix. Uh that's um it's about a uh, mom and dad it's kind of a cross between um oh see now i forgot the name of the sure shows i was going to cross it between but they are secret agents however they work they're secret agents and work in this field where they go around killing these uh monsters what so got oh. yeah sci-fi october faction, october faction.
2: this sounds cool. is a netflix cool. original
1: yes oh interesting what the
0: heck is there any um any big name actors in it, or is it almost like unknowns for the most part
1: um i'm not too i'm I'm not great with you know knowing who's a big name and not so Mm -hmm. there could be an i wouldn't know
0: No, Um, i mean it doesn't have like like jake gyllenhaal or somebody like that you know
1: no no i think it's uh it's a canadian cast Uh, okay
0: cool I've noticed that Netflix does like a lot of they like to cast a lot of um, uh, different backgrounds of people as far as like uh, we're like UK people and and, uh, stuff like that. So that's really cool to see that uh, a lot of that. Like Cameron was telling me about a show um, with zombies uh, similar to, you know, Kazoku. And it's
2: it's basically literally Kazoku with zombies. Dude, it's called Kingdom. It's so good. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. What's he called? Uh, yeah, it's called it's called Kingdom, and it's a it's a Korean show, and um, it's like did, did did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. So it's like think of it as like the last season of Game of Thrones, where you know the White Walkers are coming in, but like you know, Game of Thrones kind of ruined that and they killed off the White Walkers right away. This this show Kingdom is what Game of Thrones should have been, and it's so good because like you got like these families like fighting for power but like at the same time like they're trying to deal with like these zombies and <laughs> mm-hmm. like okay. just killing everybody and it's yeah. like it's and they're using the zombies for like their power and like oh it's amazing dude it's so good like uh-huh. there's there's only two seasons there's only 12 episodes six episodes per season but uh man that thing blew my my socks off <laughs> it's yeah. so good dude
0: yeah i can't I think that might have been the thing Cameron was telling me about when, when we, uh, we had just finished, uh, I believe, Kazoku, and in it, you know, I think we, it was uh, already at the first film festival we went to, and, um, and I think he was telling me about that. He was like, "Yeah, dude, like I just heard that there's like a a zombie thing with like samurai." I don't know about and that. I, 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 I Netflix, found out I about like, it what?
2: during, like, I think I found out about it like two weeks ago. I was like, "Oh, this is a perfect show to watch right now." What the heck? I don't know. It's really good. I re- highly recommend it, you know, just to take your mind off things. Yeah, we kind of need yeah. that. <laughs> cool.
0: So once all this uh, gets fixed, I mean, do you have um, any other show like, besides the horror and stuff that you're either are going to start working on or that uh, you've already worked on, you know, that is still coming out? Um,
1: No, I th- I'm hoping the play goes up. That would be... Pulled. like I said, we were kind of in the final week of rehearsal, so yeah, it was it was produced and ready to go. So it'd be kind of cool to get that up. And are, are you playing the lead yeah, in that? We'll I'm sorry, right I now. think you said that before,
2: right? You're playing the lead? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a lead. You know, it's basically one of five leads. I, That's
2: insane. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. this is your. Cool, cool. I'm not. Yeah, I'm congrats. assuming this, this is not your first play, right? I'm. Um, it's my second play. Second play. Okay. Yeah. How did the first play go? It went well. It went yeah? well yeah were you the yeah. lead in that one as well too or no 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 that was oh. a
1: yeah that was just a supporting part but oh, okay yeah. I feel like
2: being a play is like super nerve-wracking like I I can't I have super bad stage fright dude like I, I can't imagine that like i I'm like the worst actor ever <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine but like I can envision it you know what I mean it's all, yeah. all I need to do
1: yeah, I finding it's a little, it's somewhat more relaxing because I, I feel on set, especially, you know, on a higher budget set, um, it's, you know, there's so much money on each take. It's sort of like you really oh, yeah. have to be on your game and every, there are people there who are making sure you're doing what is written to the extent they want it. Um, whereas in a play, you know, yeah, you want to try to do it as close to it as possible. But if you have to wing it because, so you forgot something or in the moment, things didn't work, the audience isn't going to be like, uh, no, we're gonna stop right here. Maybe we won't bring you back to the set again.
2: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yikes, dude. I feel like, yeah, knowing yeah. that you're wasting a lot of money, I feel like I'd, <laughs> I'd be more nervous. I'd be
0: like, yep, all right, guys, <laughs> I call it <laughs> white flag. Yeah. So you, so you're more comfortable with acting on, on a on a stage than you are acting in a, a movie. How? How? Like. What kind of goes through your mind more when you're on a stage? Since you um, you seem to I, be a little bit more calm. I, I with think that.
1: I think both of them. You know, there's a certain, there's a certain amount of nerves when you come into like uh, when it's going to happen, um, but that's also you know invigorating too because you know it's an energy that that you don't get in normal life. So there's you know mm-hmm. so um, I don't know if it's a, so much of a preference for stage over a film, but I was kind of pointing out that I think there's for for someone who's not. Um, in the business I think there's a perception that you know you if you're doing it for camera then you can always do another take and so therefore mm-hmm. it's more relaxed and
2: yeah yeah I see that yeah yeah because I feel like once the stage goes yeah. boom it's just all 100 miles per hour just going you know mm-hmm. whereas a film set it's super slow <laughs> yeah it's so slow the paint the process is so just. Like I, I, it was hard for me to get used to it because I come from a I come from the YouTube background, you know, where I would just make everything uh, myself, yeah. and you know, just you know, that felt like a play where it's just 100 miles per hour, boom, boom, boom. Let's shoot this all in one day. Let's let's come up with the idea. Let's shoot it and then post it tomorrow. You know, that's how fast like I would work, and um, you know, transitioning to film where you're working with a crew of like what 30 people, and it's just so slow. <laughs> And, um, uh-huh. yeah, it's funny. Cause like when I was on my first set, you know, as a G and E, like, um, I would get in trouble because like, I would like the process was so slow that like, I would just like run to the truck, grab the equipment and run back. And they were just, they would just yell at me. Don't run <laughs> like take your time. Like there's no <laughs> rush. I'm like, really? I feel like we're killing. I feel like we're wasting a lot of time. We're like, no, we're like three hours ahead of schedule. I'm like, okay, let's use those three hours then. But like, you know, I, I had to like learn and, you know, let's take our time (laughs) yeah
1: yeah i think from an actor standpoint it's a little different because you know there is sort of like okay it's slow Mm -hmm. i'm sitting i'm waiting (laughs) okay you ready okay yeah die ready do it again die (laughs) so you just like get yourself you have to kind of get yourself there all of a sudden and you know so that's yeah so that's you know just as nerve-wracking as Mm -hmm. you know is a play so yeah
2: yeah that's something that's like uh i i didn't understand that as an actor either because like you know as when 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 the process stops it just you know it's hard for you to like get back into that character you know what i mean like (laughs) and i had that i i Mm -hmm. like i kind (laughs) of ran into that trouble with um you know one of our actors uh, on on kazoku ej um who played the younger brother Mm -hmm. um you know, I, I like when the process was stopped, you know, I was talking to him like it was normal. But for him, like, he was like, I'm trying to stay in character, dude. Like, this is like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll let, I'll let you to it then. <laughs> you know, because like the next scene was like a super heavy scene. And I completely forgot about that, you know. and But like, you know, every actor has like his own their own um, sort of, yeah, so, sort of like approach to, you know, how they go into it. Sort of neat. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like uh, yeah. most actors would definitely like plays more <laughs> that makes sense
0: yeah I, I can definitely see that that a lot of actors are more um, comfortable with that I, I think uh when it comes down to like how like di- when you were talking about directing and acting and you kind of were talking about how uh acting is a little bit that you like acting a little bit more um i I think that in order to be sort of like a a great not really I wouldn't say great director but in order to have a better understanding uh, it definitely helps to start out as an actor, uh, so that way when you direct, mm-hmm. you kind of have a better yeah. understanding of how to give direction to an actor.
2: What are what are what are some of like the the things that you look for in a director, Kevin?
0: Yeah, do you have like a specific thing that you that you kind of like look for when uh, you choose a role or or when you get chosen for a role?
1: Yeah, I, I think you know it's it's kind of this. Um balance, you know, a good director, you know, they always, it's always uh, kind of the the standard saying is uh, the, the director has the vision, um, but really translating what that means, you know, how, are how do they make the, envi- can they make an environment where people on the crew, all the creatives um, on the crew and on the cast feel that they are able to contribute in a way that helps build the vision and that the vision, um, is open to adjust to what other creatives bring into that process. Um, and yeah, at the same time, the director, uh, does have some standards so that, uh, when there's disagreement or when there's different ways to go, that there is a, a clear and concise, uh, concept of how that's gonna get resolved and how that's gonna work for the story and how things are gonna get pro- prioritized so that you know, you make your day. So it's, uh, it's part artistic, it's part understanding the technical aspects of what it means to make a film, as well as understanding what, uh, what team members need in order to perform at their best, whether they're actors or the set designer or you know lighting wow. or camera
2: dude i, I can't wait for uh for uh kevin directed uh, directed by kevin <laughs> film i'm waiting for that day it sounds like you it sounds like you know like it, it's dude like yeah like, he, like um i feel like you have you have everything <laughs> yeah. i'm i'm waiting do you have any ideas already uh brewing up or you're still you're still trying to just pursue acting 100
1: um right now just pursuing the acting 100 mm-hmm. percent. you know i've done shorts in the past and uh you know, we, I, I have a writing partner and we, yes, we actually were working on a TV pilot at one point mm-hmm. and we actually had funding lined up, but there were, you know, contingencies on how that would happen. So we spent about a year kind of bang out some scripts and kind of going down some different paths with that, which didn't happen. Um, yeah. And uh virus man, I think there's <laughs> is something there. So I'd like to kind of explore where, where that goes, you know, in, in this kind of story where it's not a superhero story, but it's yeah. uh about a person who's called to to take up a de- bigger cause because of events around him and the people he meets along the way and how they have different points of view and um, how Let's they do make it. that happen <laughs> and fight the, the greater evil, whatever, you know. That's it right so. there.
0: But I, yeah, I really like that, though, That how it's kind of like a misnomer, though. It's like the name makes it sound like it's a superhero kind of thing, like Plastic Man or something like that, and it ends up being something that's an actual story uh, rather than just, like, a superhero movie, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's I mean, cool. you,
1: know, so, you know, if you think, you know, I kind of, and I haven't, don't know how to explain this, but, you know, a movie like Birdman, where it's about a guy who's a superhero, but he's yeah. really not, or The Incredibles, am I saying that right? The Disney film about the parents who used to be superheroes, or even Bad, which wasn't a superhero movie at all, but it was just incredibly funny. <laughs> <laughs> how about you guys? What are you working on? it's for the next film
0: i keep trying to collab with cameron but uh nothing's really stuck yet um
1: yeah. I, I
0: i've i've been like cameron you know i've been kind of lazy during this quarantine i've just been wanting to do stuff like you know the podcast and um trying to focus more on photography and building my skill in that um mm. but i i do want to start writing like a script see the problem i have is that like i will start writing a script and then I'll just be like, and I'll forget about it and just not work on it. And then I'll get like a really good idea for another script. And I start doing that. And then I'll just be like, I don't know. And then I'll stop. And that's like the hardest part for me is just finding that, that motivation. That's why I I think I'm better at just producing stuff and, and uh, trying to come up with how to do that because I like just being the, the funds or the money of the, the project and also being able to have a little bit of the say of what goes in there, you know?
1: Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool.
0: Yeah. I, I, I've
2: been taking a break from film recently. Um, not Since this quarantine happened, you know, I, I recently downloaded, like, all these music programs and stuff. Oh, nice. So nice. Uh, I've just been on music constantly nice. <laughs> all day. Um, I'm trying to – I think I have enough material to put out, like, a solo thing. I'm kind of thinking about it. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to get the the musics out. And then because I, ha- I have this thing where, like, if I start it, I have to yeah. finish it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to like, I don't want all this stuff to go to waste. So I, I do want to put it out. And then once I get all that out, you know, back to film and I'll start writing something mm-hmm. or you know, try to get yeah. that finished, too but uh but yeah that, that's kind of a, a super important thing too in this in <laughs> being an art is that like you always have to start or you always have to finish what you start you know <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That, that's kinda, I kind of struggle with that yeah, from time right. to time but I'm getting better at it and, and trying not to um procrastinate as much especially right now because you literally have no excuse to procrastinate <laughs> right yeah but um yeah. Uh, It was really good having you on camera. Sorry. I can't talk today. It was really good having you on Kevin. Um, It was really cool. Uh, If you have, uh, if you want to like throw your social media out to where like people can find you, you know um, you can go ahead and do that right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the easy way to find me is at kevinoyang.com. So that's my name, Kevin K E V I N O W Y A N G.com. And all my social media links are there. Or on Twitter, you can search for hashtag virus man, all one word. And I'm sure I'm pretty much the one first one that comes up. Cool. (laughs) Let's do it.
0: Cool. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us today, everybody. Don't forget to treat your ladies right. And always remember, manners make it mad.